0: We've hit the ultimate people. The cup final is set. But before we get to the previews and breakdowns, which we will have later in the week, we have to take a look at what happened in this Western Conference final, game six. Steele and I are going to break it all down for you on today's episode and finish off our countdown of the best breakout fantasy stars of the season, five through one. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday episode. Let's get right to it.
1: Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is going on everybody and welcome back inside the lab that is the locked on fantasy hockey podcast and happy hump day. It is the Wednesday edition and thank you for making us your first listen every single day. The cup final is set steel. We're going to talk so much about what happened in game six. What went wrong for the losing end of this Dallas Stars. The comeback falls short. The Vegas Golden Knights flex their muscle and punch their ticket. We'll preview everything that you need to know about that cup final on Friday's episode. But today we got some takeaways for that Western Conference game six final. We got a little bit of breakout fantasy debate to have. Breaking down the five through one on our list of the biggest breakout stars of the fantasy season. And honestly, Steele, with the cup final being set, Vegas wins in six. There's a lot of things that we're going to talk about. We'll save a lot of them for Friday, but let's break down this Western Conference final game six, the series, what went wrong for Dallas? Maybe some of the things that went right for Vegas. Hit me with your take on what you saw in game six of that Western conference final. Well, it was just the perfect road game for the Vegas Golden Knights in game six
1: just came out with all the energy and took uh, took all the atmosphere out of the building on the road in game six. And, you know, I don't know, it just, it, looked, it seemed to me that the Dallas Stars came out really flat. And I think that revolves around Jamie Benn's return to the lineup. You know, they were in desperation mode for game four and game five. They were down three, nothing. They needed to win those games. They switched True. up the lines and they found a way and they were in desperation mode and won those two games in order to crawl back within one Jamie Ben's return to the lineup just created, it, it seemed like they, the entire team was overwhelmed mm. with Jamie Ben back in the lineup. He's not, a guy, he's not a guy that likes sitting and watching these type of games. He wants to be playing in them. And, and it just seemed that they were all overwhelmed. They thought that everything was going to be great and okay with their captain coming back to the game. And it just didn't happen. He was brutal. He was flat footed. The entire team was flat footed. Mm. There was no type of energy. He was barely noticeable in the in the offensive zone. And the funny thing enough is he barely played the game. He played more hockey than only three guys on the entire Dallas Stars roster. And that's Tyler Sagan, Mason Marchman, and Lucas Glendening. And with that being said, he only played at most 30 seconds more than them. He only played 12 and a half minutes in game six. He was... Uh, it, he was the vibe killer. If I put it, if I put it so nicely, he took the entire oh. atmosphere of Game Six action out of the entire uh, fan base in that building in Game Six. So for Ooh. me, the return of Jamie Ben really did mess up the chemistry that Robertson and Wyatt Johnson and Joe Pavelski had had found in those two games without him. He barely played. He was minus two, and to me, it was it was the captain's fault really that came down to it.
0: I like how critical you're being of Jamie Ben because I think maybe what we should be critical of is the fact that he had to go and put his team through this whole situation to begin with, with a really boneheaded play. So, you know, maybe I'm not going to fully agree with everything that you're saying just because I just don't know enough about Jamie Ben as a player. Although what you're saying kind of does line up with his attitude and what he does kind of bring in terms of his energy to this team. And also, he's just played a lot of hockey over the last number of years, and you're putting in a guy who has got injuries, who's got a lot of track record on those yeah. bones. And hey, they fell short. And you mentioned a impeccable road performance for this Vegas Golden Knights team. And once again, I don't want to have to say it, but run the tape back, Steele, right to the start when we talked <laughs> about this Vegas Golden Knights team the least losses on the road in the regular season, very good road team, and they get it done once again and punch their ticket in very impressive fashion to the Stanley Mm -hmm. Cup final. And I had a few points that I wanted to talk about. Number one, Vegas Golden Knights side, we're going to break it all down on Friday's episode. So we will focus on Dallas. But I just got to give credit to the balanced attack that Vegas was able to flex. The fourth line, Keegan Colasar looking like yeah. he's some sort of uh, second coming of Jonathan Marsh. so They were able to get it done at all angles. Way too much for Dallas. Overwhelmed. But I think here I'll throw it back to you with uh, this take. Pavelski, so good. The big piece is so good. But maybe, Steele, it needed to be some depth guys showing up for Dallas that really didn't. You touched on it a little bit. I think that was really the key because we're going to get to our top five fantasy breakouts this season, and guys like Miro Heiskanen, who is going to make my list right at the number five spot, will get there. I think he could have been a little bit better, but he was so good this whole postseason that I can't hang it on him. Jake Ottinger, does he need to be better in game six? For sure, but I can't even hang it on him either. This team just was outmatched by a tougher, little bit more of a team that was ready to go, kind of thing. And that's where I leave it. And that's no disrespect to the Dallas Stars. They got beat by the better team. Look, and it goes back to setting the tone and setting the vibe for this game six action.
1: Bruce Cassidy went with Bruce Cassidy went with that fourth line to start Good the game. Colasar, yeah. Nick Raw. Uh, and and Carrier as well, who just all four, all three of them had a fantastic game. And they, they were the guys that set the tone. Bruce Bruce Cassidy is a phenomenal coach and he knew what he needed this team to do uh, in a very important road game in game six to just finish it off. So kudos to Bruce Cassidy, you know, look at, look at the two coaches right now in their first year with a new team, uh, both Paul Maurice and Bruce Cassidy in their first year. A new voice can really be the difference uh, for an organization going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh Both teams make it, and both teams are on the verge of winning their first Stanley Cup uh, championship in franchise history.
0: And interesting enough, a lot of teams out there looking to shuffle the deck behind the bench, potentially. Already a few so far. And including one near and dear to our hearts that we're going to have to get to in the offseason breakdown content that Steele and I have lined up for you that is actually going to start this week when we're going to have Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils on to talk about their season fantasy studs. Fantasy players you need to keep your eye on. I think we need to break down a little Luke Hughes action. I know Steele's Jones in to talk about that. So we got Trey coming up later in the week. Make sure you're tuned and tapped into every single episode. We're going to talk a little bit more about, actually, a lot more about that Stanley Cup final on Friday's episode, Steele. We're going to also break down our top five fantasy breakout stars of the season coming up right around the break five through one. I already alluded to one steal. Hope you're feeling that Miro Heiskin in love, but today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel and that final in the NBA, baby it's set. It's time to make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers at FanDuel can get a no sweat first bet up to 2,500 bucks. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't hit. Steele and I love FanDuel. We love getting the mm-hmm. promos every day. It's safe and secure. You get the payouts right away, and they let you bet on everything. Props, game results, over-unders, point spreads. You've got to be checking out FanDuel because there's no better place to make your bet on all the playoff action than in America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat-first bet for up to $2,500. That's FanDuel. Dot com slash locked on FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey
1: Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find a locked on podcast of your favorite team in all four major sports leagues and the NCAA, your team every single day. We appreciate all the love, all the support you show us make sure you hammer the subscribe, hammer the follow Mm -hmm. button. Flip and I appreciate all the support. And if you missed the, you know, 10 through 6 portion of the top 10 fantasy uh, breakout players of 2022 as well, make sure you go check out May 30th, Tuesday uh, episode Mm -hmm. to check out 10 through 6 of the top 10 fantasy breakout players of the 2022 Mm -hmm. season. We are continuing that list of the top five, five through one right now. I'll just get to my fifth one flip because you already mentioned it at the very end of last Mm. episode at number five on my list is Clayton Keller. Uh, Just a phenomenal player, young player for the Arizona Coyotes, 24 years old, 63 points in 67 games the year prior to this one. So to go from 63 points, uh, you know, he missed what, 15 games that last season. He played a full year. Finally, with the Arizona Coyotes finished with 86 points this past year. It was a breakout season. You know, I think Mm. it's still obviously a very disappointing franchise, the Arizona Coyotes, a lot going on with their, uh,
0: there is a lot lot going on,
1: a lot going on where they're going to be located, uh, trying to Mm -hmm. get rights to a building. Uh, You know, it looks like they're going to be going back um, to mullet arena. That's what I got, uh, you know, swirling around. On Twitter right now,
0: yeah, no, it's gonna being, be. They just, yeah. yeah,
1: it's just a little bit of a yep. mess right now. But with all that being said, Clayton Keller is the shining star that the Arizona Coyotes mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. right now. Eighty-six points in eighty-two games, yes. almost put up forty goals, and you know, still a very disappointing season. But I think we saw last year that they do have a couple of young guys in the queue right now. Uh, you know, in the lineup that are making their way up. They were heading in the right direction. They had more points last year than the year prior. They played a lot better as well. So heading in the right direction, but Clayton Keller is going to need some more help. But he had a breakout season.
0: Hey, and that's one of those angles that I mentioned about Keller when I had him higher on my list, like you said very nicely on that plug for the episode yesterday. Check that out if you're missing the 10 through 6 on the breakout list is if he does somehow, like, let's say some of these young pieces do really explode for Arizona, and he gets some more talent to play with, I don't really see that. You mentioned he makes so much sense for this franchise, and when I was pining for him to be plucked by a bigger team, that's just because I really do want to invest in this player, and I think that he's got explosive offensive talent that with a really elite centerman to feed him that puck, With his skating ability, I think the sky's the limit. But at the end of the day, Steele, that's really it. He's been able to get it done, you know, at the end of the year with Travis Boyd. And we like Nick Schmaltz. No offense to Nick Schmaltz. But Travis Boyd and Nick Schmaltz, hey, all we got to say is Clayton Keller getting it done. Breakout star for sure. I'm very excited to see what happens next year yeah. because I think there's just going to be a lot of teams still looking to kick tires on the Arizona Coyotes because that's what teams do. So we'll leave it at that. If you're okay, I will quickly mention my number five, Miro Heiskinen. You mentioned the double A or how many more points did Keller get? 20 more than his season before? 20, 20 more points. Yeah, how about Heiskanen doubled his output, 36 points to 73 points this season. And he was really good in the postseason. And I know he's still a really young player. And there was times where on the defense end, I think he could have been a little bit better. And yeah, maybe he wasn't there in the quote-unquote clutch. But again, the guy's 23 years old. So I'm not going to hang anything on him in this postseason for the lack of anything. Because he was also still... Able to produce 12 points in 19 games. Miro Heiskanen for me, steel. If there's any way you can draft this guy, if you are drafting a D-man for next season, you and I are going to talk about every single position, breakdowns, right and left, whatever D-man. Heiskanen, he's top three in my opinion, and I think he's just going to go off next season. I love this kid's game. Breakout star for sure. And you know how I
1: like to pair my forwards with defensemen. You know, if you can get Jason Robertson in the first or second round, why not go after Miro Heiskanen in the next one after that? You know, Nathan McKinnon in the first round might be hard to try to get Kale McCarr at the same time as Nathan McKinnon, but you get what I'm saying here. Yeah, I like pairing those forwards with those defensemen. I also have Miro Heiskanen on this list. I'll get to him when I get to the top three in this position as well. At number four, though, it's my second goalie on this list, Linus Allmark. He's at number four. Mm-hmm. I don't no one expected Linus Allmark to break out in this proportion, but it was a full on breakout season for Allmark with the Boston Bruins. Second season with the Bruins, in fact. And in, the fact that he goes 46 and one with a 938 save percentage of 1.89 goals against average, just ridiculous. Finishes yeah. pretty much in every statistical category that you could think of within the goalie realm uh, and finishes on top. He's in, he's a shoe in for the Vesna trophy this year. And it's just, it's honestly quite astonishing because again, we've had so many conversations with our good friend, Michael Amato about drafting goalies later in the, in the draft and then in the top three positions. And this is one of those goalies like Vitek Vanacek who fell to the 12th, 13th, even 14th round and was a breakout fantasy player so these are the type of players that you're able to snag up um mm-hmm. in these type of drafts and they can really set your team apart and it's just it's just phenomenal you think about this he, he was doing this type of stuff with the buffalo sabers not to this extent but you know played six years with the buffalo sabers had a nine twelve save percentage six years wow six years with the Buffalo Sabers. Mind Sabres. boggling
0: actually. I know,
1: right? I didn't even know I knew he was with the Buffalo Sabres, but not for six years. Uh, you know, two of well, two of the seasons, 2016 he only played one game. 2017 he played five games. So technically four still, years. Still though, but still six yeah. years overall with the Buffalo Sabers. Interesting. But he had phenomenal he had phenomenal stats. He never had he had one year, his worst year was a nine oh five save percentage with a three eleven mm-hmm. goals against average. Yeah. But on average, it was always a 915, 915 save percentage, nine seventeen save percentage. Yeah. So could you imagine yeah. Linus Allmark with the Buffalo Sabres right now? Like with with they, 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 Yeah, with the with team right Levi now. Levi as Thompson, their backup. Levi with their backup, they could have been uh, maybe a Stanley Cup look Stanley this Cup is- playoff team.
0: Oh man, we're going to, I love talking about the Sabres (laughs) and realistically me being this close to the border steel, I might be able to benefit from some really cheap cheap seats in Buffalo, but you know, Linus Allmark 1.89 goals against leads the league. Nine point or 0.938 save percentage leads the league. The Vesna is his, um, It's just, this is one of the most intriguing. Is he a breakout candidate? For sure. He's number four on my list. So I'm canceling out right now and we'll come back from the break and I'll talk about my other three guys, but Allmark is my third on the list. Breakout star for sure. But I think, and I'm very intrigued to hear what you say. I'm wary about what to do with this guy next year, because there's going to be a lot of guys. And you just mentioned maybe being patient with your goaltenders and waiting Uh You know there's going to be some GMs who jump the gun and don't watch as much hockey as the rest of the league, and they read their magazines, which is fine, but you jump the gun too early, and you take a guy who's just, as much as the underlying numbers were pretty good, he steps out and now becomes a fantasy target that people want. I would just say be very wary, because he also is looking very banged up at the end of the year. That's his first real go as the number one all season long. And his body couldn't really take it. Not his fault. I'm just throwing out caveat steel. The Boston Bruins season maybe ended earlier than it should have because they left him in the cage and didn't go to Swayman earlier. Another thing to remember. So just be careful when you see these really good numbers, especially if he wins the Vesna.
1: Always got to be on the lookout for those caveats. But a breakout
0: there. star nonetheless. Yeah, break
1: breakout star nonetheless. But you got to be on the lookout for those caveats there. You don't. You definitely don't want to overreach uh, with a guy like Linus Allmark after a season like this, if you can get him in the right exactly. spot at the right Thank time, you. it's that it's that perfect position, perfect Thank balance you. of that. I'll just say my number three guy because you just said him as well. My number three was Miro Heiskanen. To go perfect. from to go from thirty six points in seventy games to Ooh. follow that up with seventy three points and seventy nine yeah. games is just phenomenal as well as playing 25 and a half minutes on average, which he's practically been doing since he's been drafted and since he's Mm -hmm. entered the NHL is just phenomenal in itself as well. Like he played 25 and a half minutes on average this past season. So he's getting, he's getting
0: third overall for a reason, by the way, just playing brutal,
1: heavy, hard minutes for the Dallas stars and and flourishing right now as well. Simple Mm -hmm. plays, simple passes, Mm -hmm. He can quarterback both the power plays super easy. Skating easily. ability steal yeah, for me. quick feet. Quick feet. Just Andy really Edgworth impressive. It's yeah. very impressive. I think that yep. was one of the key takeaways from this, me too. this past playoff run as me well. Too. And yep. then you just add on those peripheral stats. Over 200 yep. shots, 80 blocks, 50 hits. You're getting the most out of Miro Heiskanen right now. The team looks solid. You've got all those young guys up front. You've got the Jake Ottinger behind you as well to back him up. The Dallas Stars got a bright future with all these young guys, and Miro Heiskanen is the guy that quarterbacks mm-hmm. the power play and quarterback, quarterbacks that blue line.
0: And at the end of the day, the most exciting thing for me with this player steal is I think now that he's gotten a little taste of what <laughs> the Stanley Cup playoffs bring at the highest yeah. level, making it almost all the way, mm-hmm. those can really kind of galvanize a young player, and now he knows what it takes to get it done. He's got all the tools. He's got all the ability, and I will be going all in on Miro in. and I don't think that's a bold take. I'm excited for you to take us to the break because my top two, I don't even know if you're going to have the second guy, the first guy for sure, but also another Dallas star is at my th- – well, was at my fourth spot, but I'm all over the map now because of, of Landis Hallmark, but i got to show <laughs> love to one more Dallas star who – went off this season wow okay okay well I can't wait for the rest of
1: your list I've got two players on mine as well we are going to continue with the top five uh, breakout players of the 2022-23 season but thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day make sure you hit the subscribe hit the follow button you can find us on your favorite podcast platform including YouTube and Flip and I appreciate all the love and all the support you show us every single day flip. So, so what do you have left? You have your top two so,
0: players left
1: or top. So I had Heiskin in now? at
0: five and we, I skipped ahead okay. on that. I had Allmark at three and I skipped ahead on that. And at number four <laughs> and at number four, and I understand that he had a really good year the year before, but Jason Robertson increasing his point total by 30 points is a breakout fantasy star. Is he a breakout NHL star, which is maybe where you and I got a little bit away from what we were each thinking. Maybe not because he had 11 game winning goals the year before (laughs) led the league in that category and kind of stepped out for the Dallas team in 21, 2022. He had 313 shots on net this year, Steele, And he had 220 the year before the increase by 30 points the increase in plus minus by 21, he broke out for me. And I just, it was more so about kind of, and I know this is one of the caveats that I don't think you considered as much, which is no fault of your own. I looked at a little bit of what I saw in the postseason as well. Mm -hmm. And what I saw over the last week from Jason Robertson, because I was critical of him. He wasn't really there in the big moments. Were the numbers okay? Yeah, but he's a goal scorer and he wasn't getting those goals That tip-in, I think you remember he kind of swatted it out of Aiden Hill's hand and then batted it in. Those are the goals. That's the talent that this guy has. And for me, he needed to make this list because, yeah, did he double his point total like Heiskanen? No. But 30 more points? Yeah. And those shots on net? Fantasy-wise, he was a breakout star this year. He had never touched those highs. Does he touch them again? We'll talk about that in the offseason. But for me, he was just a very special player. Also, shout out the Niagara Ice Dogs. Shout out Carter Verhage of the Ice Dogs. And also, going to the Stanley Cup Final, Alex Petrangelo. Of the Niagara Ice Dogs, you know I got to show my home area love, steel. Absolutely love it. And look, there's there's no
1: question that Jason Robertson should be on this list. There's only a there's one reason why I there's left ten him
0: players, off. right? We had there's to only leave 10 some 10 guys spots.
1: off. There's only ten spots, and I didn't want to double up on the Dallas Stars. I didn't want to double up on the Buffalo Fair. Sabres. Why Tase Thompson's not on the top ten list as well? Because I Could went have with been Dylan Talisman. Yeah, yep. I went with Miro Heiskanen at three. So just to reiterate, at number five you
0: had Miro Heiskanen. Heiskanen five. Robertson, four, cool. Allmark, three, and I'll get to my two and one. All right, so I believe at this point, you and I
1: have the exact same two it's and number gotta be. one. It has to be. I'll just go with my number two guy for the breakout season. It's your guy, actually, Tim Stutzla, 90 And you're going to owe me 20, aren't season. you? I'm going to owe you. I owe you 20 bucks. I owe you 20 bucks. I think I owe the Locked On Senator Boys uh the locked on sends guys as well 20 bucks on uh, Tim Stutzler and Claude Giroux but nonetheless Tim Stutzler deserves to be on this list breakout player in his third season 90 points and the thing that just I really love about his game is I love how physical he is I love the intensity and the commitment that he's bringing to this Ottawa Senators Mm. group I love it for the fantasy players on top of that 115 hits he's so physical 225 shots and 50 blocks he puts his body on the line yep. for such a young guy at 20 yep. what 21 years old 22 years old right now and he's bringing this he's intensity 22. 22 years old and he's bringing this ferocious turning intensity. 22 next season perfect absolutely he's perfect. 21 right so now. love yep. the young guns for the ottawa senators i love this yep. output that yep. we just saw this past season from tim stutzla um, and I was wrong. I was quite wrong. I knew he was going to be a very good player in the NHL. I just didn't think – I did not think it was going to be this soon and at this pace for the Ottawa Senators, 90 points this past season, just absolutely incredible.
0: It happens, Steele, and I'm not here to poke fun or to ridicule you because you and I come on this podcast network, and we don't look at one team. We look at every single team and every single player. So you know what? We're going to be wrong sometimes. If we're looking at the Maple Leafs every single night, you and I, and we're spitting out wrong (laughs) predictions every single night, I think you and I would both say off air, let's cut the BS and let's just hang (laughs) them up. But sometimes you're going to be wrong. So I'm not here to say, hey, I was right and you were wrong, even though that's the case, and I'll take my twenty. Tim Stutzla is just now also he benefited from a very good off season from Pierre Dorian. Yeah. Shuffling the deck and really infusing this team. Claude Drew coming home. That was a golden move. Alex DeBrinkett has a good season. Will he come back? We'll see. But that top six is in talent wise when Josh Norris is healthy. In terms of young talent, is the chemistry maybe up in the air because of that? You know, inability to everyone play healthy together. Sure. But on paper, they have the most talent of any top six offensively in the game. And I think you and I both have our eyes peeled on not only the Ottawa Senators for what happens in this offseason, but I think the Atlantic Division is very much in flux. And that's even saying something given the Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup final. (laughs) So I think we're going to really need to keep our eyes on that. Timmy Stutzle is for sure. My number two on my list of breakout candidates, 39 goals, 51 assists, 54 penalty minutes as well, Steel.
1: This and guy's starting to, fill,
0: starting to fill out the categories. And, hey, at 21 years old, the sky is the limit. And maybe what's perhaps most impressive, and you know me with my time on ice numbers, 21-plus <laughs> minutes of ice time at 21 years old, maybe oh, that's yeah. a little bit of a kind of a pump up from some of those injuries, but I'll still take it. And I think we can both have a good conversation right now about the number one breakout star fantasy wise in the league, yes. New Jersey devil's bright future. Number 90. What's his number? Number 80, something 86. Mr. 86. Jack. Hughes. Jack Hughes, both at number one,
1: rightfully so. Yep. And yep. look, this simple enough or simply put, this was Jack Hughes' year. It was Jack Hughes' here, year.
0: It was almost um, the devil's year as well.
1: It was almost the devil's year, but individually-wise, and you know when we're talking about breakout players, this was mm. Jack Hughes' year. And I know Connor oh, McDavid yeah. had 153 points. I know Pashnack and McKinnon had their first seasons with 100-plus points. But this was Jack Hughes' stepping stone year and breakout season. When we went, again, we've talked about Hughes a lot. Over the last season, talk about the Devils over the last season yep, a lot. For good reason. For good reason. And it was this year was so important for Hughes and the Devils because we went three straight years since he's entered this league of watching Jack Hughes play less than 62 games each season. 2019 right. in his rookie season, he right. was injured for 20 games. He only played 61 games. He had 21 points as a rookie and he even said this the other day in a, in a post game uh press conference that people were thinking that he was a bust after his rookie season or even after sure his second season. Second, and rightly season so, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. You know, t- second season in the league, 2020, covid happens, everyone has a down year. He had 31 points in 56 Drew. games. 2021, Drew. he actually did play great. He was a point per game player. He hmm. had 56 points in 49 games, but he was injured for half the season. We've talked right. about The uh, inability to stay healthy and be strong enough to stay in this game. Mm -hmm. So up until this past year, we had not seen Jack Hughes play more than 61 games. He hadn't scored more than 26 goals in a season, and he hadn't recorded more than 56 points in a season. So for him to stay healthy, play almost a full year, played 78 games in 2022-23 and finished with 99 points, a franchise record, the team as a whole, 13 game winning streak, franchise record. He had 336 shots on goal. Don't just look away from the other peripheral stats, six penalty minutes, 12 hits, That's okay. 30 blocks. It's not when he's, he's that, that on, good
0: offensively, look, we're not looking and to them exactly.
1: Those. Exactly, that's why I said don't even look at them because it doesn't yep, even matter yep. right now. So not looking at him. 99 points in 78 games, breakout season for Jack Hughes, and the fact that he takes his team to the second mm-hmm. round of the Stanley Cup finals as well. Mm-hmm. Got to give props to the kid
0: and close to the third round as well. If they yeah. played a little bit, yeah, better they went close, games. you know, <laughs> loose, yeah, close, you know, loose. Uh, look. I'm also keeping my eye on both of his brothers because if I can load myself all up a whole trio of Hughes brothers steel, I might as well start collecting my loot because Luke Hughes is going to start banging people out with regularity. And also Mm -hmm. if we're talking about collecting loot, double down on the New Jersey devils, maybe to even take the Metro division next season. I know there's a lot of good teams, but you can't help but feel that there's something special a-brewing with this Devils team. And I'll say this about Jack Hughes, because you did very nicely discuss all of the relevant fantasy angles aside from this Devils team is going to score a S-H-I-T ton of goals next season. So I'm tapping into whatever players, Dawson Mercer, double circle. Some of these guys, double circle, Luke Hughes and otherwise. But back to Jack. Ooh, that was good. Forty-three goals, fifty-six assists. You mentioned the three hundred and thirty-six shots, but for me, what turns the page really, aside from him, his, his ability to stay healthy, his skating ability. Yeah, Connor McDavid is in a whole other realm. Full stop. Never going to ever compare anyone in the game to Connor McDavid. But right there in tier two, Jordan Kyrou, pretty good. Jack Hughes. I want to see Jack Hughes in the skating competition because when he turns on those jet steel. Man, he is tough to catch. 5'11", 175, little dynamo. And next season, I said, I think, you know, I throw a lot of things at the board. 99 points is, I think, I think he can hit 120. I really do. I think he can. Yeah, I think. And I, hey, I'll take my Timmy loot. which by the way, I had written down here. It was 81 and a half points. I took the over, you took the under. Good bet, but whatever. We'll take it. We'll donate it to charity maybe. At the end of it all, Jack Hughes is the breakout star fantasy-wise of the year for me. 99 points is special. If he stays healthy, and I think this Devils team does what they do, Mm -hmm. 120 points is where I'd be not comfortable, but on my bold take side of things, I'm throwing it at the board for y'all. And that's something that we're going to have to
1: ask for Trey Matthews tomorrow on tomorrow's episode. We're going to get to Luke Hughes. We're going to talk Dawson Mercer, Timo Meyer, all the RFA and UFAs with Locked On host Trey Matthews of the Locked On Devils uh, podcast show. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find all of our episodes. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow.
0: Peace.